If we were to be reading the uh, readings for the vigil of uh, Pentecost, we would have heard the first reading would have been about the Tower of Babel. And you may recall that that was a, a story in the Old Testament where the people were separated and divided because of the language. Uh, part of the reason that God did that or allowed that to happen was because they were very prideful in trying to build a tower to God. So that disrupted human society at that time. And in our own time, we could certainly look at the COVID virus as a catalyst of disruption in our own time, our own human society. I think many, what I would call fault lines that became evident during the pandemic were already present. However, during the last two years, we really became aware of the fault lines because there was an earthquake going on, right? So those things can remain hidden, but once that earthquake is shaking and bringing that uh, fault line into effect, you, you see what's going on. My sense is that before all of this occurred, many practicing Catholics felt a level of confidence when they came to church that they were in a place where people are mostly on the same page. Now, maybe I'm wrong there, but that's my sense. But now I would say that sense has been weakened or maybe even disappeared to some degree. There has been a lot of frustration with how things were handled or were not handled during the time of the pandemic. The image that kind of sticks in my mind, at least, is maybe a little bit comical, but it's one of a turtle, right? Turtle has its head all sucked in right now. It's not wanting to go out. It's sort of looking around saying, this is not so good. I'm going to keep my head in. Or maybe some of us are starting to peek out our head a little bit and starting to look around and say, is it safe yet? Or maybe some of us are the turtle that is just biting, right? You know, if you've ever played with a turtle before, you got to watch out because they can sneak their head out real quick and bite. And so you got to watch out. And that's what's going on right now. We have the hiding turtle, the kind of tentative turtle, and the biting turtle going on. Now, what does that mean then for, as we celebrate Pentecost in such a time, in such a place? Well, the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the church was a great unifying power. People heard the apostles speaking in their own language. Their hearts and minds were open to the Spirit to hear the message and receive the gospel and come together. So we might ask, can this happen again? Can this happen now? Do we believe that God wants to reconcile our divisions? Do we wish that the fault lines and the rifts be healed? Is that something we would, would want? I don't know about you, but for me, it's sometimes easy enough to just kind of look at the situation and sit where I am and say to myself, well, I'm, I'm, I'm all for healing. Yeah, sounds like a nice thing. But I'm not going to work at that. I'm not going to do it myself. If someone else wants to apologize, great. I'm, I'm all for that. That's fine. But I'm not going to put myself out there to get hurt or rejected again. It's easy to stay divided, isn't it? In some sense, it's natural, it's even human, we could say, but it's not what God wants for us. The Holy Spirit can help us, but will we ask for his help? Will we invite him in? Will we seek out someone or a group of someones who we need to be reconciled with? Are we going to do that? So being reconciled doesn't mean saying, I was hurt, but I'm not hurting anymore. It doesn't even mean saying, I was hurt, and I trust that it won't get hurt again. Being reconciled means I was hurt. Maybe I'm still hurting. But I want to forgive. I want to be free of this division between us. So I'm willing to try to do that. To be in communion with God, we have to wait for this. And we have to want this too. We have to desire it. 
And that means we have to try to be open to healing, even if maybe we're not ready for it or we don't want it, or we're not sure how to do it. Saying I'm sorry or saying I forgive you is hard, it is difficult. So often our pride can easily keep us from seeking forgiveness or offering forgiveness because we're hurt or we're worried about not being received. But to remain divided keeps us bound. It doesn't allow us to be free. The weight of mistrust, of anger, of hurt will continue to have its hold on us and we will continue to, and, and we will continue to speak and act from that place of woundedness. Like a wounded animal, we will thrash about like a scared turtle, we will bite, even if it's the hand that is trying to help us. So can we recognize this about ourselves? Now maybe some of you are saying, my father, I don't have any problems, I got, I'm doing pretty good. Great, I'm glad you are. Not, not all of us are doing that great. So if that's where you are, pray for the rest of us, okay? We all need help. And so um, we, need, we need to keep asking the Lord to soften our hearts. It's, a, it's an ongoing work. Can we admit that we might need help in addressing the fault lines and the effects of the earthquakes that we've been through? So, I want to invite us to ask the Holy Spirit to help, to help bring healing and to forgive, to let go of hurts, whether they are current or from the past. There's a scene from the movie Braveheart, maybe you haven't seen it, I know it's kind of an old movie, for some, and maybe it's a new movie for others, or one that you're not interested in. But it's, it's really about Scottish independence during the Middle Ages. You have uh, the Scottish peasants who are led by William Wallace and the Scottish clan leaders. Together they are fighting the English king and his armies. Initially they fight a, a battle and they get a, a victory against the English, but are very soon caught up in squabbles within their own ranks. Who's going to rule us? Whose personal rights need to be adjudicated? Whose claims for property are right? In the scene, Wallace expresses his frustration with the clan leaders because they won't unite to fight against their true enemy. Instead, they're so caught up with their personal squabbles with one another that they can't work together. And he appeals to one of the nobles who is the foremost leader, Robert de Bruce, he says, to him, unite us. He extends his hand to us and kind of begs him, unite us, bring us together. We too have our clan leaders. We too have divisions. Some of them are deeply seated and have been hidden fault lines for many years. Others are new divisions. We as a church, as a community of believers centered on Christ need to be reunited in some form or fashion. Probably all of us experience that. We need to ask God to do a miracle, right? This is something we can't do. We've been trying to do it probably for a couple of years or maybe longer, and we recognize in some sense we are powerless to do this. We need to seek forgiveness. We need to show mercy. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to help us do this. And so I'm asking you to pray for this, to pray for this, to pray for this now, here at this Mass, for the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon us, to unite us, to unite us together so that we can do the work for which God is calling us. I also want to take this opportunity to apologize on behalf of the church for any ways which you have felt let down over the last two years especially, or for forever, because we've always been screwing up in different ways. 
So I apologize on behalf of the church. I know during the shutdown back in March of 20, uh, that was a difficult time. Some of you felt abandoned. I know when we reopened, many of you felt we weren't protecting you for different reasons or that we weren't allowing you to freely make decisions and choices that you felt were yours. I know there were a lot of people who felt caught in the middle between obedience to what was being asked and their friends and relatives who maybe had a different perspective or who were upset because it, it felt like everyone was in a different place. So wherever you were in that experience, I am sure there's some ways in which you, were, you felt hurt by what was decided or not decided. Uh, so I, I would offer you my apologies. Not that I can fix it. Right now, uh, there's still things going on, right? I was, I was right there with you. It was a difficult time. It was a difficult time to experience that division. And you know, for priests and bishops, we can't fix your problems. Maybe you thought we could. Well, I guess we found out we couldn't. Only God can do that. But I do apologize for the times when we hurt you or cause you pain or suffering. I can't promise it won't happen again. I wish I could. But I can say that it is my desire to see healing occur and that the divisions and the fault lines be mended. I'm sorry for the ways I or my brothers hurt you or have failed you. I ask for your forgiveness. Not because we deserve it, but because we need it. I ask you uh, to forgive each other as well. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may truly be wise and ever enjoy his consolations through Christ our Lord. Amen.